2: Rashad here with another episode of another sermon man the NFL week one man you talking about wild and crazy man it was from the get-go touchdown touchdown teams getting blown out close thrillers and overtime games people tying man uh what was your what was your initial initial reaction from week one
1: man I was just glad the NFL is back man some some guys like Mahomes picked up where he left off and you got the hype train in the Browns they got derailed uh for penalties more so than their opponent, things like that. Uh, you got uh, the headline the Dolphins players reportedly demanding trades out of Miami. Like, who want to leave Miami? Man, that's, man? But, hey, that's
2: a cra- that was a crazy storyline right there. That, that's a crazy headline that, that happened after that game.
1: Yeah, it was it was so many headlines, man. We had, um, you know, people on Twitter killing Matt Ryan. Like, come on, man. This is, this is the top five, top seven Cuban in the league. Y'all mad because he up against a – Tough defense, like it just—it was so much, man. You had Zach Taylor in his debut, almost took out Seattle with you know with the Bengals, man. It was it was headlines on top of headlines, man. So we can go ahead and get get to it, man.
2: All right, let's let's go right to it. I'm gonna go, hit you with a couple quick hits. Um, go around the league real quick, all uh, the games. Uh Chiefs and Jags, like you said, Mahomes picked up right away. Um, uh, really, really, the mo- the more headlines was from this game was that
3: Tyree injuries, Hill,
2: injuries. Yeah, Tyree Hill got hurt. Um He, you know, there was a question of whether they put him on IR, and Nick Foles, man, paid him all his money, and you know, both of us picked the Jags to actually win this division, but yet now they have to, you know, have a rookie quarterback, uh, Gardner Minshew, who who looked pretty impressive in the game. I mean, it was like 17 or 18 or something like that, and you know, he was down coming in the game, down 10, lost about 14. That's not that's not bad when you're in the Chiefs. So uh I think Nick Foles. Now what what's you know. How do you see the Jazz moving
1: forward without Nick Foles? I think the Jazz is going to be fine. Your boy is not panicking. I'm still rolling with the Jacks winning division. I still have Gardner Minshew, you know, leading him to at least 9-7. and seven. I mean, he he stepped in the game 22 for 25, 275 yards, two TDs, one interception. Dude was accurate, man. Um, even Nick Foles, before he left out the game, well, on the play that actually took him out of the game, he hit a bomb to – DJ, my boy. Ch- DJ Shark, <laughs> yeah, my boy. <laughs> so I mean, I, I still have Jazz winning, man. Um, they they kept up in the game, honestly. Like the score doesn't show it, but they really were competitive and kept up. Most of the points the Chiefs got was off of like bad defense. I mean, of course, we we know Sammy's uh, Sammy is fast, man. So you know he gets behind the defense, or you 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 must have tackle or two, he's gone, gone, so, Gone to the house, yeah. But uh, I still like Jazz for the division. Um, I still like Chiefs to do what they're going to do because even though they're losing Tyreek Hill for a couple of weeks, um, he don't have to have surgery on his clavicle like Nick Foles is. I still like the Chiefs to do, you know, what we, what we thought they would do from the get-go, 11-12 wins. They still have Kelsey, Sammy, Miko, Hartman. Uh, McCoy got in the game and got busy. Damian Williams got in the game and got busy. And you have arguably the best QB in the league, a running MVP, Patrick Mahomes. So I'm not doubting the Chiefs, and I'm not bailing on the Jags either. Uh yeah, I'm I'm gonna stay indifferent on the Jags. Um,
2: I, just, I mean, because going against them, I, you know, I still don't feel strong, of picking anyone else. So, uh, for for, for that reason, I'm just gonna stay right there with the Jazz because I mean, the Colts look good. We'll get into all them tight ends and and even even the Texans. So yeah, everybody look – they all showed me something. So it's not like we, we, we said it before on the, on the AFC as South part that they're all gonna be in the same spot. It's really gonna come down to tiebreakers and uh and jaguar lost to the chiefs um and they got a four play schedule so men's shoes should still be solid and the De- is gonna make it's gonna make it work um, you know it, it's not it's not a it's not a run first um offense anymore and you gonna you, you got the, you can't just stack the box against Fortinet. and i think Fortinet will have a better showing after this game but yeah i mean the chiefs and jags we know we know this the Jags the jazz defense can't mess with you offense, and and, and, that's, and that's saying something for how good the Jags' defense is.
1: Man, one last point on Jags. Gardner Minshew, his his last year in college at Washington State, he was a starter for 13 games. He went 11-2, completed 70% of his passes, 4,776 yards, 38 TDs, and nine interceptions. He's pretty accurate, so I'm trusting that with the Jags because he threw some deep balls, and he's pretty accurate. So whenever you're accurate with D.D. Westbrook, D.J. Shark, and those guys, Jazz would be fine, and then on the bright side, everybody in that division lost this week except for Titans,
2: right? So, yeah, so they still got plenty of room to grow.
1: Uh, let's move on to the Falcons and Vikings, man. And
2: we're talking about domination from the get go. First play of the game, uh, Anthony Barr hit a sack on Matt Ryan, three and out block punt, uh, got the ball in the short field. Um, three, four plays later, touchdown Adam Thielen, seven zero. And after that, the game just got away from Atlanta. and – it saw, saw themselves tw- down 28-0. Uh, garbage you know, touchdowns. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, they got two garbage touchdowns at the Vikings. You know, Julio Jones scored his first touchdown against the Vikings on a rookie corner that the Vikings traded for uh, during cut days. So, it's not like it was somebody very impressive and anything like that. So, um, man, you know, we both picked the, the Falcons to win the NFC South, and – and from from that, you know, you know how the whole season, be everybody hyped about Mike, Matt Ryan being indoors, blah blah blah. Well, yeah, but you know, against Minnesota, he had, he never uh, he he never had a good a good outing. Uh, me and Austin talked about this on 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 Hunt for the Prize, the live show, and I said that he would be a dud as far as fantasy wise. And I mean, up until the touchdowns, the garbage bug as he was, uh, game flow made you know kind of made him go pass heavy and. And even more uh, you know, late game touchdowns, garbage buckets. But the Falcons, man, they couldn't run the ball. Um Minnesota had so much attention on Julio Jones, and you would think really and Sanu are good enough weapons to get open, but they couldn't get open. Um the offensive line could not block Matt Ryan at all. Uh it was I think it was the next gen stat. And Daniel Hunter and Anthony Barr on their sack were the fastest sack of any any game this past weekend, and that was like three seconds. So both of them get both of them getting in that fast. I mean, what what do we expect you know from a from Matt Ryan? Who's not a it's not like he's Deshaun Watson or he's Russell Wilson and can improvise. That's not his that's not his game. So I don't know you know the 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 hate of the hate of Matt Ryan just it always sick of me because what what else is he supposed to do? They they, they trying to push the ball down the field. He got Derek Cutter from Buccaneers and what did they, what did they do last year? Push the ball down the field. So. He needs to regroup and think about, you know, get quick, quick hit slants because Mahomes live and Mahomes lift off that quick slant, get the ball to your playmaker's hand, let him go to work. And I don't understand why
1: they sent and letting that Ryan sit back in the pocket so long. Yeah, I only had two takeaways from the game. Falcons have a young offensive line, they drafted two of those guys in the first round this year. So, and one's
2: offense, he's uh, uh, IR right now, He broke his foot. Yeah, so they're gonna take a look, they're gonna
1: take time to jail on the offensive line, but. I'm not bailing on them as well. I still think they'll win the division. And my takeaway from the Vikings was I was just glad to see Dalvin Cook do his thing. Yes, um, sir, man. Whew. He, he's a top ten RB in the league. I'll tell. I'll tell anybody that he's he's top ten. He's closer to that top seven or eight. Um, you know, you got Zeke, Saquon, McCaffrey, Camara. Um, you know, after that, you know, he, up, Yeah, yeah. You start. You start going off preference then. So, but Cook, he. Do a threat, run and catch. Um, I'm glad to see him back healthy. Hopefully, he can last the whole season. If he does, um, they could possibly win the division. We talked about a few weeks ago, you know, well, you know, a few podcasts ago. And uh, Kurt Cousins, he didn't have to do much. So let, let's see what he does. He only threw like the ball like 10, 11 times.
2: Yeah, ten times. The, the offense looked pretty good. Uh, the you know the times where we had to you know had to pass. I mean, pretty much, you know, Thielen Dez, They're gonna do what they do and they're wide open catching their passes. And so, I, I don't. I'm not worried about Kirk Cousins as long as he don't turn the ball over and get rid of the ball. We, we they, they should be fine. Um, let's go into the drubbing of the of the afternoon, and that was the Ravens man against the Dolphins. I
1: think the score was fifty nine ten. Yep. Man. Lamar went crazy and even <laughs> even the backup, Mr. RG3 got in and threw a touchdown. So, I mean, exactly. so you know how bad that was for
3: the Dolphins.
2: But you know, I I, I watched the game and, and and for a team that has a lot of playmakers, um, and deep threats, Mark, even Mark Andrews tight in Hollywood Brown and and all these other guys, why would Miami not keep everything in front of them? Uh they play they play the single high safety instead of most, you know, instead of having two safeties back there for help. And they just got gassed and gassed and gassed um, all, all night long. And, and you know, uh, something I want to take away from this game is the reason why the Ravens are going to be, you know, you said they're going to pull back. I think, I think they pulled back from the division winner but still make a wild card. I said it's because they, 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 they have an actual running back. Um, the Alec Collins and, and uh, Gus Buss and all them other guys who they had back there, just wasn't going to cut it for a long term deal. But you got Mark Ingram, who he might not be a top ten bet, like we said, Cook is. But he's not, you know, he's not no top three. He's a top twenty guy, in my opinion. So Mark Ingram, with with that line and with Lamar Jackson having the dual threat role, and people have to respect his speed as well in the RPO. I, I think Ingram can 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 have a you know career year, especially being the, the especially being the starter.
1: Yeah, he's definitely not in that, you know, Le'Veon Bell, DJ Zeke. Those don't know that that top six, top seven we were just talking about. He's not in that, but he does provide some stability for the Ravens because he's been a bell cow back for the Saints before. So um, that should get him some stability because Alex Collins is always fumbling the ball and stuff like that at the most inopportune times. (laughs) But uh, I, I can't take much from the Ravens win just because we know the Dolphins are in a rebuilding stage. So I can't take much from it except for Lamar. People are kind of going overboard with the the passing. Yeah, he threw some good balls, but, I mean, he's an NFL pro. He should, he should be able to hit Hollywood Brown on wide open routes and Mark Andrews, things like that. So, I mean, he's a pro, but he's still, not in comparison to a Drew Brees or in comparison to a Phillip Rivers, to Big Ben, he cannot throw compared to those guys. He's not as accurate as a Baker Mayfield, those guys. So, I mean, I wouldn't put too much stock in it. Uh, those plays of Hollywood Brown, they were just kind of just take the top off plays. He won't do that every week. Guys will start t- smarter defenses with more Smarter talent.
2: defense, right. Yeah, they'll start <laughs>
1: keeping their, their stuff in front of them.
2: Yeah. Um, let's go on to the man. The, the Buccaneers in San Francisco, uh, a game that I was very excited to watch. I, I wanted to see James Winston and Bruce Arians. I wanted to see Jimmy G healthy with a good supporting cast. And I was, you no know, di- disappointed. Uh, not to say the less, uh, Jimmy G didn't look impressive. Four um, Nine's only scored because James Winston didn't look impressive. and He throwing pick sixes, so you know. So it's I mean, uh, a touchdowns did get called back in this game. George Kittle had a touchdown. Cam and break, scored twice and got both got called back. So it, it was a lot of miscues, a lot of a lot of um, hurting yourself. But Jimmy G and James Winston, man, as much high hope as I have for both of them, I just I, I I'm 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 done with James Winston for now. Uh, you know, I, I, it's a guy who have all the tools. And everything that's necessary. He don't he don't have the IQ, and that just that just after all these years, it, it, it kills me. And um, Jimmy G ACL, I think we're just a year too early. Um, most if you look around the league, most ACLs injuries. Once you had two week, two years, like after your second year from it, that's when you become a star. Uh, we will talk about this later on, but. That's why Carson Wentz looked good as he did um, yesterday, uh, this past weekend, because because he's he's in second year removed from ACL, uh, just like Dalvin Cook
1: is two years removed from his ACL as well. Shoot, Allen Robinson looked good. Exactly, yeah. Another another good good example. Yeah, A. Rock looked pretty good, but um, yeah, Jameis not his best performance. Um, I'm not ready to bail on him just yet, even though we know we kind of talked about off air like. He can't seem to get together. But it's just week one. I won't panic. Um, I still trust Aarons to kind of rein him in. Mike Evans was out of the game in and out with illness. So, you know, Chris Gott didn't really get uh, – make a big impact. He had like three catches, about 53 yards. Um, I was most impressed with my guy. Uh, I'm high on him, Ron Jones. He just fits what Bruce Arians does. So, I was glad to see him get some volume. Peyton Barber didn't, didn't get much much volume. And uh, on the four ers side – their defense will be better than expected. Uh, granted, they did get two pick sixes on Jameis, but their defense drafted Bosa, and they paid guys to come over and play defense. On a personal offense, they're really paying this Jimmy G, so their defense will be better than expected. Um, I still have them getting better as the season goes on because I think Jimmy G will kind of slowly start to get his rhythm. He wasn't impressive, but he'll get his rhythm as the season goes on. All right, uh, next one. Le'Veon Bell returns to the uh, football
2: field after the year absence with all that craziness last year. Bills and Jets. Um, my, my first initial reaction is the offense of the Jets, you know, I, I, I always say it if you're if you're that side, if you're that minded on that side, I expect that to be good. And the Jets offense will score eight points. Defense score eight points. So you know the, the offense didn't look impressive. Le'Veon Bell did um of course and, and so did James and Crowder. I think once Robbie Anderson can get healthy um, Chris hernan get back. I will. I want to see this offense step in the right direction. I'm not. You know. I, I don't. I'm not a believer in the Jets as far as going to the playoffs, but I still want to see improvement. I, I think Sam Darnold can be a solid quarterback. You know, can he meet the Andy Dalton line? Is is what is, is what all he has to do? And if he does that, he can be a solid QB for a long time. Um, and then on the Bills side, man. Or really both sides. They neither neither quarterback. You know, this is most second year in in the NFL. Josh Allen, Sam Dalton does not have an offensive line, and it's it's hard to assess your quarterback when your quarterback is running for them like their life. Now, Jets kind of fixed that game, Le'Veon Bell, so they can throw it off in the flat. He can take off, go go crazy. And Crowder is a slot guy; he's very get very fast. Um, Bills, on the other hand, Singletary and Cole Beasley are not Le'Veon Bell and Crowder, so that's the that's only the downfall from that. But just Allen be running for his life but i did like john brown i think that connection deep going deep i think john brown fits josh allen's you know strong suit and as, as, as throwing the ball down the field so um as long as as long as both teams can play good defense which they both did i think bills jets can be fine
1: um, watching this game back it was really a waste of my time i wasn't impressed with <laughs> i wasn't impressed with anything i saw uh, josh allen turned the ball over way too many times and they were lucky to even get back in the game and win it um but, you no, know, like I said, it's first week. Don't panic. Don't overreact. I was just glad the Bills won because I picked them in my weekly pick them, So, that's all I was cheering for. Um, I did like Devin Singletary emerging. They cut LaShawn McCoy. He's on the Chiefs now, as we already talked about. So, Singletary should probably assume the, the main RB1 role with, you know, Frank Gore backing him up for some, some goal line work. And you still have TJ Yeldon in a pass catcher role that he – had down in Jacksonville, so uh, Bills look pretty promising. I remember we talked about them. You, were, you you thought they could make the playoffs and perfect way to start the season, get you a a W, um, win winning games. You should win. They shouldn't have won this one without a turnovers but they still find a way to pull that out. Jets. Um, I was just glad to see Bell back in action. Hopefully, uh, he gets better. At, he gets better as the season goes on for sure. But I was just glad to see Bell back in action. And uh, let's see where Gates Gates can take the offense.
2: All right, uh, Panthers and the Rams. This is this all lies on this because the two guys, in, to, in my opinion, that was to watch Cam Newton from his shoulder and watch Todd Gurley from his knee. Um, the the Rams are they're they're just going to ease Gurley in because as game got later on, later on they went to Gurley and it helped them do you know to, to secure a win. Um, Cam, you know, I you know it's gonna take him a while to get back into rhythm, but as long as he got McCaffrey, the offense is going to move. Um, but McCaffrey is, is proven to be, you know, one, one of the best players in the NFL. Um, he does on, on a he weekend. He does it all. He does, it, it does it all. And, and it's, and it's very consistent at a high level. So, um, you know, I trust him. Golf, you know, golf had a struggling, you know, he struggled a little bit, but he's kind of, he's kind of like Big Ben uh, on the road. He doesn't really impress. He's not, he, he, he doesn't go on the road and put on a big show, but at home he put on, he put on a show So. Um, he will bounce back. I think they're home this week, so he should bounce back.
1: Yeah, the Rams are going to have a good game when they play the Saints. You know, They're going to be up for that game, and so are the Saints. But as far as against the Panthers, uh, no real strong takeaways. McCaffrey did what we thought he would do. Uh, the Rams look good in spots. You know, first week of the season, guys are trying to play their way in the shape and get ready. Um, so no real big takeaways. I just want to see Cam has to get better. Him – in a north Turner offense with McCaffrey, and you're expecting big things out of Curtis Simmons and D.J. Moore, the Panthers should get better as the season goes on. I don't have them as a playoff team, but I think they'll get better as the season goes on.
2: All right, now let's move on to the L.A. Bengals. I meant the systematic yeah, Bengals. L.A. Bengals. My <laughs> <laughs> boy Zach Taylor, man, from the John McVay tree. He put on the show, you talking about John Ross and Tyler Boyd. Um, when Mixon was in there, and even Gio Bernard and Dalton put on the show. Man, I thought I, I, I thought uh, J- Jared Goff was in, is under that helmet, and Todd is back there, and Cooke and all them guys. Man, I'm very I was very impressed. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, you know, Seattle. I know Seattle. Seattle did find a way to win the game. Klein um, Klein did get a strip fumble in his, for his first game there. Uh, Russell Wilson hit Todd Lockett, big big play, ability to, to take the lead. So you know, they, they, those guys showed up. They, those guys showed up. Uh, but the Bengals, man, you talking about a team who I, I say is going to win one or two games at, at the at the max, and they showed a lot of heart in that game. Uh, I, I don't know how you know Zach Taylor, what what his approach was to tell these guys, you know that we can do it, we can do it. But you know, without AJ Green, John Ross, and, and Tyler Boyd, look capable as a one and two uh, receivers on a team, and you know the offensive line struggled, but but I mean, then again, they lost like two or three guys to injuries, so. Uh, and, and the defense played solid. So I, I'm very impressed on the Bengals, but I'm not going to say they're they're going to do anything else. Uh, but but I was very impressed.
1: Yeah, I was impressed as well. And I don't know what it is, man. Like, I'm not a Bengals fan, but I, I, I may be an undercover Bengals fan because I found myself rooting for them to win the game. You know, <laughs> I, I picked John Ross as a potential breakout player, and um, I like Joe Mixon. You know, I had him in Fancy a few years ago. I was high on him. So, I mean, it just – it's her stuff about the Bengals that I like. I always say, like, the QB can't beat the Andy Dalton line and get them out of the league. So, I mean, I may be an undercover Bengals fan, don't even realize it, man. But I was hoping they won the game until I saw, like, oh, man, it's going to be a turnover and they lost the game. But um, Zach Taylor bringing over that, I guess, McVeighish system. Um, the Bengals could be in store for some some good weeks. You know, they they moved the ball pretty good. Um, Seattle didn't look as good, but they were still, you know, Seattle. And, you know, Rush normally starts slow the first four or five weeks, and he'll get better as the season goes on. The defense needs to gel more, especially in the secondary. There's the secondary has to improve, but we knew that coming to the season that would be a concern. So let's just see where Seattle goes. They got clowned. We didn't see that coming, so let's see where Seattle goes. All right, uh, Cowboys and the Giants.
2: And, uh, by the way, if Dak play like that again, he's going to ask for $80 million a year. Uh, $50 million? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: hey,
2: man, Dak, Dak put on the show, man. It's just, and watching that offense, Kellen Moore in his first game calling it, um, he he impressed. Uh, the Beautiful job. They, He did a great job. Uh, you're talking about balance from passing to, uh, uh, passing and running, um, hitting Cobb, hitting Gallup, hitting Cooper, man. It was just hitting Blake Jarwin. It's just so many guys that they got fed the ball in. This all if if the cow let me tell you right now if the Cowboys offense you know I, I gotta win the division if the Cowboys offense is better than the Cowboys defense they they're Super Bowl something. bound yeah exactly <laughs> exactly they're they're, they're something so um like I said it is week one so we we gonna wait and it World versus Giants but if that's the kind of game that they can be and be balanced and be effective in both stages running and passing man it it it, it can be scary.
1: Man, I just like how they didn't try to come out and abuse Zeke opening the week. 13 carries, 53 yards, and he did get a score. And I know some of his work came as the time was dwindling down, but Tonya Pollard had 13 carries too. So I mean 13 uh, carries, I'm sorry. So well, I mean, I'm 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 glad they didn't try to just come out and abuse Zeke for 25 carries. Like, They let Dak work with that receiving core, Cooper, Gallup, Cobb, Jason Whitney back, and they even hit uh Jarring for a touchdown. So Dak looked great, man. So uh if he keep that up, he's gonna him and Mahomes gonna be dueling it out for who's gonna get the the highest contract. <laughs> oh he, 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 you, you know you know a
2: little saying I always says like when when you get paid is when you get hurt. Um which which alluded to what Tyreek Hill Nick Foles but what you do is you, you have the replacements. Uh I think Chiefs got lucky because they drafted Nico because of Tyreek might be, you know, suspended and all that uh, all that stuff. But so they, they you know they they kind of can feel that uh Miko can feel Sammy Rowe while Sammy feel Tyreek Rowe. Speed on um, top of speed. You know, you you put all your investments in Nick Foles, but you draft you still draft a third or fourth round quarterback in Minshew um and Cowboys. They go get a, a running back who they quote unquote says he's Alvin Kamara. And you pay Zeke so much money, and now you got Tony Pollard, who can you know who can play play a lot and and save Zeke. So i all three of those teams that they did great as far as that. As far as when you when you over, when you pay somebody money, make sure you have a a plan B just in case they get hurt. Um, so that that's what I take away from that game as well. Um, the Lions and the Cardinals, man, they tied. <laughs> uh, Lions up twenty four six in the fourth quarter. Lions going to Lions always. Um, you know, team that I say was going over 0-16. Uh, I guess I guess you can't go 0-16 if you got a, a tie. So um, I'm gonna change my prediction to 0-15 and 1. Um, but but um the first three quarters, Arizona looked terrible. Um, there was nothing going for them. I don't know if the Lions just got complacent and just lied down a little bit. Uh the offense Stafford did Stafford did have a first down that The Lions offensive coordinator and coach called a timeout before he snapped the ball, had uh JD McKissick wide, wide open, and that was the game. And that was gonna be 24 to 16 right then. But of course, they called a timeout and had to redo the play, couldn't get the first down. Cardinals go down and score and over time and almost lose it then. So the Lions blew a game that they always do. Um it just that that's just the Lions. Um but I guess, I guess Kyler Murray and them got it together. Uh, Kyler Murray finally leaned on Larry, Larry the legend. So, um, you know, I'm not too – I don't really know what to say about his offense. You know, for a team that tried to hide it in the preseason, they didn't really show me nothing.
1: <laughs> Man, I have a few takeaways from this game. Number one, NFL, change the freaking overtime rule. Nobody wants to see games end in a dang tie. Like, that is – it's just dumb. Like, NBA games don't end in ties. Playoff games for the NFL don't end in ties. Baseball games don't end in ties. College basketball, college football, nobody likes ties. Like, scrap this whole play 10 minutes, and when the time runs out, that's the end of the game. I'm not saying they got to go to the college system, but come up with something where there's no ties. That's That's the main point of that. The second point is this game ending in a tie, save Matt Patricia's job. (laughs) because if the Cardinals would have came back from that deficit after that terrible first three quarters and won this game, I don't think Patricia would have made it past probably week six or seven if the the year got off to a rocket start. He would have had to take that broke leg and limp on out the office. (laughs) (laughs) He would have been calling Bill Belichick for a a job back because he would have lost his game to a rookie head coach in Kingsbury, a rookie QB who played terrible. He would have, man, he would have got fired. like, And, and there would have been no reason to keep him. So those are two main things. But as uh, far as Kyler, he didn't look the best that we already said. But uh, who knows? I mean, the offensive line wasn't that great. But in that four-quarter overtime, he kind of made some plays where you felt like, you know, this guy might actually work in the NFL. So uh, one game, uh, really a quarter and a partial with overtime, Right, <laughs> not not re- wasn't really impressed, but I wasn't like fully turned off either. I just want to see how you know, how does this develop over the next few weeks? Because they were talking up this office like it's going to be this new innovative thing, but I didn't really see anything innovative from it. So let's just see what, how it plays out.
2: I mean, well, you know, he could do more if he wasn't getting sat by his own mother.
1: But man, that was so crazy. <laughs> like, they they the got basically jumped on top of him. Like that was kind of like how. uh D Hop took uh, dude, the suplex city man, like, dude,
2: brought less on
1: the field. Yeah. Um, I'm looking
2: at snaps, and uh, the Cardinals had 89 plays now. Yes, they had an overtime as well, but um, still, you know, even without the overtime, it's probably more like 70 something, so they're still reaching a higher number in plays. So, you know, that's one thing you're gonna know. The offense will, will have a lot of plays.
1: Yeah, man, the Lions. I know we both thought they could maybe make a little bit of noise this year, but you, you more so than me, but still a little bit of noise. This is not a good sign to be blowing leads to the Cardinals.
2: No, no, not not a good sign at all. Not a good sign. But at least they, at least they didn't lose. <laughs>
1: man, terrible.
2: Um, the next game, Eagles and the Redskins, and you talk about a tale of two halves. Uh, it was Redskins early, and you know, I tell you, I was like, man. What, what are the What are the Eagles doing? <laughs> they were down what seventeen. It was 17-7 at one point, and, and Redskins was in control. Um, but Carson Carson Wentz looked like an MVP candidate that, that, that we both alluded to um, having Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Aguilar didn't really get involved, but you know he you know he will. Uh, the RBBC running back by committee is going to be in effect. One of the best offensive lines, um, and not the best, but the second best tight end in football. It's just. What could go wrong for Carson Wentz? But injuries. Um, he's the back. The back is fine. Two years moving the ACL. This is Carson Wentz here. He will be MVP. Um, you know, at least in the conversation, uh, he should be up there. You know, he got the, he got he got everything he needed. and you know, it was, it's easy to come back when you got the weapons. So um, that's, that's that's really I don't really know. Maybe Eagles got up to a bad start and you know got punched in the mouth real early, um, but they was able to recover and, and, and win the game. So it's all
1: Man, that, that Vernon Davis touchdown was crazy, Ooh, man. Like, boy. come on, man.
3: It
1: <laughs> hey, uh, I, I was glad, he, you know, he scored. He had a moment after, you know, he lost his, uh, you know, his grandfather. So, that was pretty tough for him. Very emotional moment. But I, I was glad the Redskins got to a good start. But they kind of skipped in from the Eagles for a second. I'm like, what are they doing? Like, are they just coming out flat or, you know, like, what's going on? But then, I didn't know Philly fans loved Deshaun Jackson like that, man. They were, like – he was catching those bombs. They were going crazy for him. I know Philly's a passionate sports town, but yeah, they, was, the they, they, they were loving D-Jack, man. Those, those two bombs he caught, man. The fans were going crazy. But um, Carson Wentz looked good. Um, he got his deep threat. He has a big body in Alshon, second-best tight end, a, a good play-calling head coach coming from that, that Andy Reid tree. Eagles could be something special, and – uh if Case Keenan keeps this up, he'll hold Dwayne Haskins back from that starting job for, for a few weeks. Oh yeah.
2: On um, the next one, uh, no luck, no problem. The Colts looked pretty good against the uh, LA Chargers, and also no quarter, no problem. Uh, Eckler put on a monster show um, for for all the fantasy guys. You know, he want me some draft kings running this weekend. <laughs> Eckler, what it <they> do, baby? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what does it do, Eckler? Um, he, you know. He he, he, showed, he showed everybody right then why you don't pay running backs. Bags. Uh, we talked about this throughout the whole
3: Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.
2: Off season, Gordon, uh, Bell, Zeke, all of them guys. It, it, it's, it's, it's so right here. Like, if you have if you have a guy, he, he he's capable, especially in the off, a good offense. If you're a solid running back, you're going to do fine. Uh, even Justin Jackson came in eight carries or nine carries of 57 yards, like, he, you know, as a as a RBBC for them, they're going to be, they're going to be, you no, know, just as good or not, if not better than Melvin Gordon. So I don't, I don't, I don't get Melvin Gordon's ploy. He should have already seen, because he, because he watched it, how Eggman and Justin Jackson are when they, you know, when they play. So um, I don't, you know, from, 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 from that take, Gordon, you messed up. You might oh, just come self. on. He might just come on back. And just hope you know, hope the Chargers got room for you. Um, and the other side, man, the Colts—they look fine uh, defensively, and offensively. I'll say, you know, they're a solid team. I, you know, they—they they won't be five and eleven like people saying. Um, they, they're not going to fall that bad. They're going to be around at seven and nine to nine and seven, depending on how things shake up. If they would have stole this win, they would have been nine and seven. So now we're looking at eight and eight, seven and nine. I don't think there's still any other good big big game. So. Um, I think they're gonna play. Um, the, the, they play Steelers later on, at some point outside of the division. And then they play. Uh, who's another? Who's another division? Um, AFC uh, AFC East, so, and they'll play what? The Bills or no? They play Dolphins. Mm, so that's that's an easy win.
1: Um, so Brissett, what, what are your thoughts on him? He didn't look bad. Um, the biggest thing is. Games like this will be where they miss Andrew Luck, that guy mm-hmm. who, who can just make that one more play and get you that win and stuff like that. They'll they'll miss that, um, but they'll still be an eight and eight, nine and seventeen, just because the last time Brissett was in, they didn't have this offensive line, they didn't have this much talent around like Ty, yeah, Ty and Campbell and all those guys, Funches, and they didn't have that that defense, which is a, a stout defense, so. The Colts should be fine. I don't think their division will be a runaway, so as long as they're around 8 and 8, 9 and 7, they'll be in play for it to the, the last week of the year. And the Chargers and the Rams are showing, like, keep drafting RBs, build you a, and the Eagles now, too, just they keep getting RBs, build you a committed because one guy doesn't make or break the team. Like, Gordon has shown he's been injury-prone in multiple seasons so – Eckler steps in, same offense, same system, had a field day. And I think Justin Jackson, as the season goes on, he's going to take on a bigger role, and he's going to still be, be pretty good. Kind of like look, at even, look at the Redskins we just talked about. Guys that got hurt, they're going to activate AP, keep on moving. Still got Chris Thompson, your pass catcher. Drafted uh, Bryce Love, <laughs> keep on moving. Exactly. One, one player, especially at RB, will not define your team.
2: All right, so let's move on to our, our top storylines, man. Um, and we talked about Tony Brown, and before our, you know our podcast dropped, well, after our podcast dropped, uh, he was released, and then a couple hours later, he was signed by the Patriots. Um, you know, a lot of conspiracy theories about this, and a lot of you know, it, it just it's just a crazy, crazy thing that we've seen. Uh, I, I guess the, the kind of what I want the conversation to go is, um, who whose side do you lean on in this situation as far as who was in the wrong, um, or and then also the and then and then answer and then answer this also answer. What what does AB want um, and for why the why him and the Raiders probably would wouldn't have never
1: worked. I mean we were, we did talk about it on our last pod and. And we were dropping in those early gems on Twitter how he's going to get released and he's going to sign with the Patriots and all that kind of stuff. So we were, we kind of saw it coming. But um, as far as what he's looking for, I think, I know for sure he wants to win. And then as far as financially, he's going to get that. Like people are saying he's crazy. He just blew $30 million, whatever. Well, the Patriots are going to pay him 10 guaranteed. He's going to have 5 million in the cents, So that's 15. And then as long as he's on his best behavior, which he will be. It's, it's the Patriots. He's gonna behave. He'll get the team option twenty million next year. So that's the thirty million he would have got from the you know, from the Raiders anyway, because it was signed a three year deal, but the money was for like really two years. So as far as the contract and the money he got there, I think he just wants to be trusted. Um and like people are saying he didn't ever want to be in Oakland. Well, I think he actually did because I think he liked John Gruden, like that whole video with the phone calling that John Gruden approved that. So I think A.B. was all in on being a Raider. I just think as far as the standpoint of, like, the Mike Mayock stuff, maybe maybe he just felt they were trying to – I'm not sure what the, the dynamics were, but he, maybe he just felt he couldn't really be himself or he couldn't trust somebody or, you know, just bad vibes or something like that. Maybe he felt like they weren't totally buying into him. I feel like the team, like Derek Carr and you got a weapon in Josh Jacobs and, of course, John Gruden. I mean, I thought those guys were all in on AB. I thought he was all in for them. I just think more of like the Mike Mayock stuff um, was kind of like AB didn't feel like they had it. He had his bag and couldn't trust him. So I think that's what ultimately led to him, you know, asking for his release and things like that. Because like those fines and stuff, that kind of stuff is expected. When you don't show up in training camp, everybody gets fined. Right, exactly. The the cryotherapy chamber stuff, you know, you didn't wear the shoes, so you burn your feet up. So, um, but there have been reports saying he was contacting consultants asking, How the hell do I get out of here? So, you know, maybe he did want to get out. But from certain stuff, from hard knocks and some other things, it felt like he was all in. But ultimately, everybody won in the situation. The Steelers didn't trade him to their rival, even though he ended up on their on their on your rival anyway. But um Raiders got some good press out of it, as far as hard knocks and some ESPN storylines and some, some Twitter retweets and like. So, everybody kind of won in the scenario. The Raiders had some crazy signs in the stands with, you know, some, some F bombs and A B and that kind of <laughs> stuff. So, you know, everybody kind of won it. People got jokes out of it. Pages got still one of the top three receivers in the league. Everybody won it except for the team we'll talk about soon, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Yeah, and my whole thing about
2: AB man is, I you know a lot of people want to throw you know a lot of you no know, throw a lot of shade and blame at Mayock, but you got to think about this for a guy who's just you know he's been on TV what last pff, who, whoever knows how long. Mike Mayock is coming to being a GM for his first year. He wants to build a culture. That's what GMs do. You build a culture. I mean, I know people want to talk about the coaches I mean, about the coaches, but. It's the GM who sets who sets because they're the ones who bring in the talent. Uh, you know, Belichick is also the GM for the Patriots, so that doesn't count. But everyone else, most of them, are bringing in. You know, the GM is is the culture changer, and he's the one who's he's the one who gets the guys that him and the coach are agreeing on and stuff like that. And I feel like I feel like Mayall, you know, got to a breaking point, and, and it was like you know this is not how this is not how we we're, we're going to run because you can't let somebody just go crazy. And then get mad when, let's say, for example, Josh Jacobs come out of nowhere and be like, "Oh well, I will blah, blah 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 blah," and you know, and you let AB do it. And if Jacobs, you know, what we've seen from Monday Night Football, if he can do that for you know consistently, I, you know, even though even though we're not paying running backs, you know, Josh Jacobs, first round talent, you know, he can. I'll he, pay him. You know, is that, is that, you know, what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying, like you, you, you can't set the president like that, and, and with Antonio Brown doing, and when he doing throwing tipper changes and stuff, and and being a different person every day. Um, so I, I can understand. May, May I? Pro- May I probably went to Gruden and said, like, um, you know, this is not this is not the way we we're going to win. And you know, and and if you if, if you're serious about winning, we don't need a B. And then John Gruden, you know, from what from what we've seen, I always took Antonio Brown side. And and probably, he probably told Mayock, you know, if if you serious about winning, I need Tony Brown. So.
1: It's kind of like, like that's, yeah. It's that weird dynamic, though. You know, like, coaches need players to help them win, and GMs, they want to win, but they also got to worry about culture and
3: mm-hmm.
1: can can we, you know, can we find this type of player at a cheaper value or do we really need this problem? You know, like you said, as a coach, like, do we really need this problem because now we're going to have other guys who feel like they can run amok. So, you got you to gotta worry about salary cap, setting the tone, bringing in the right players in the right fit for GM standpoint. So, him and John Gruden kind of have two different, you know, ideals that they got to follow because Gruden want to win games. even know, he's on a 10-year deal. He want to win games, but Mayock got to preserve the culture and all that other stuff.
2: Right, and then, exactly. And you remember last year, they traded Khalil Mack, you know, by financial reasons and stuff, but they also said that he wasn't for the team and he wasn't blah, blah, blah. So, if, if, and we never heard about him that Khalil Mack said, so – um, if you're gonna say that about Khalil Matt, you definitely need to get Tony Brown out of here as, as well. Like it, it, you can't, you can't say that Turner Brown isn't for the Raiders when he opened headlines. But Matt, we never heard a peep out of him. So
1: man, Khalil Matt was a you know. saint, man.
2: Exactly. So yeah. So like you said about his former team and that Patriots Steelers game, the Patriots show didn't need him. <laughs> they so don't need him because when you got Josh Gordon, if Josh Gordon can be there for the whole season. Elderman, and you're talking about when Harry comes back, um, and even even the Dorsets and Jacoby Myers, the receiver core is fine. Tom Brady is going to be fine. i I trust Joshua, Joshua Daniels like on my offense every not like 10 times out of 10. I trust Joshua Daniels know what he's doing. Um, and you've seen the running backs, Michelle, Brickhead, uh, Damian Harris, and and James Wyatt, they're all going to be used. Um, Man, they, they so, put they had Bolton in sometimes, exactly. So, it, so it, it, they are they are going to be used. It's going to be offense. that's going to be spread out, and they're go, they're going to do a lot. Um, and they traded Demaris Thomas. He he's going out here, but he was not a factor anyway. But now that they got Antonio Brown, it's just it just you know the only the only the only way this doesn't pan out for the Patriots is if Antonio Brown blows them up, <laughs> and, and that's and for the rest of the thirty one teams in, in the league, that's our that's really our only hope for the you know for the for the pages and then they get burned down with the inside because uh from what I've seen against the Steelers thirty you know for what, what was called thirty three or three um after, after doing something like that to a, a playoff caliber team it's just like man do we have any do any other team have any any chance and and that's you know that's what I'm gonna be looking forward to the season is how can you stop the how can you stop the pages because in this game, it seemed like the Steelers was all in on stopping the run, which is why Michelle fourteen carries did nothing. Um, but then, but then they got gas through the air. So what 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 are you gonna take away? Um, and, and that's what defensive coordinators are gonna have to have to th- do the whole season. And I'm glad I'm not uh, DC because that's that's gonna blow everybody's uh, heads up, hoping because <laughs> just good
1: luck trying to stop this team. Yeah, I didn't think the Patriots needed it, but having A-B is always a plus. Oh, it, but definitely. Yeah, if you can get them, why not get them? Um, I think they made the move more so for playoff reasons. Like, they're going to make the AFC Championship regardless, but the Patriots have built that defense where they can cover anybody one-on-one, and now add Antonio Brown, you've built your offense where <laughs> no one can cover you one-on-one. So – Teams like the Rams, who scored a lot of points last year. Teams like the Chiefs, possibly the Saints and the Eagles. I think the Patriots made the move for teams like that. This who we could face down the line, you know. So, let's go out and get a weapon, and let's see what we can do with it. I think uh, – I thought there would be 13-3 anyway, but, I mean, I, I won't go so far and say they'll be 16-0 and 0 again, but when you have this many weapons – your division is one of the weaker ones, and their schedule is not exactly the toughest.
2: They have the and, easiest schedule in the NFL.
1: Yeah, and they just <laughs> how they how they just did Pittsburgh. I don't see who on their schedule can stop them. So as long as they take the week by week approach, um, A. personality won't bring them down because the Patriots the Patriot way is just too strong. Belichick, that iron fist, and Brady is so likable, relatable element. So much of the strong cultures around AB can't burn it down, and if he did, they'll just cut it and move on.
2: I was saying because if he, if he if he does, he's gonna wait at the perfect time. It's gonna be it's gonna be like the playoff game or something, and you mean, because you you know we don't know how much is Antonio Brown a team guy. Uh, we we don't know that because even at Pittsburgh they never won anything because Big Ben was for himself, Bells for himself, and so AB. So but yeah, they, 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 they did dominate for their little stretch together, but. Here, A.B., will he get mad? If because you know the Patriots, any day can be your day. Everybody's a, everybody's a weapon on the team, and you don't know who's gonna go off that game. It might be James White, it might be Michelle, and Monday football is door set, but it could be Edelman, it could be Josh Gordon. And you, do you think you know? I mean, he can. I, I believe he probably will tighten up, but I don't know to what extent because what if what if three weeks in a row, you know, it's – Edelman getting all the targets and Josh Gordon can't be stopped. Oh, we're playing a team that can't stop the run, so it's all about Michelle. Because even in Pittsburgh, no matter how great it was, a running game, running day game for Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown still got his. You know, what I'm saying like, and 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 Antonio Brown will still get his. But what if what if it doesn't? That's what that's what I'm you know want to see as far as him personally. Now, Patriots are gonna be fine. They're they're gonna win thirteen games with ease. You know. um but personally, I do. I'm looking at Tony Brown and whether he is he about me or is he about the team because he can win the Super Bowl and go down one of the best receivers of all time, especially under in this system with the Patriots. Or he can be like you know he can flame out like Ocho Cinco did with the Patriots. Or you know he will go he will get passed up on first team uh, first All of Fame ballots because of what he's what he's done. Just like T.O., I guess. Um, it, it it it's more of a personal level for me, and I you know I just I just don't know what to
1: expect. No, he'll be he'll be he'll be he'll be fine because like they'll they'll still feed. Him. Like he's not Randy Moss, but at the same time, when you can't be covered one on one, he's gonna still get a thousand yards and eight to ten touchdowns because that two thousand seven offense, Randy was almost a fifteen hundred yard receiver. Wilker was a almost a twelve hundred yard receiver, and you still had Dante Starworth, who almost had seven hundred yards. Jabari Gaffney four forty nine, Ben Watson three eighty nine. So, and then from the backfield, Kevin Falk had three eighty three. So that's basically your A B, your Elderman, your Josh Gordon, Dorsett, and James White right there.
2: <laughs> so. But see, but see, I feel like James White better as far as passing game. I think he's better than Kevin White. Uh, Kevin Falk. uh, the third receiver you mentioned, uh, who was it Gaffney? I think yeah, Gaffney, Josh Gaffney Gordon is Wars, way yeah. better. Josh, Josh Gordon better than both of them combined. Um, especially in his prime, So it's like, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it just, it, I I can understand what you're saying. You know, the offense is good, but. Yeah, they'll, they'll feed everybody. Yeah, 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 you feed everybody, but it's like, man, I, I feel like, I feel like Elliman and Josh Gordon are too good to not have a thousand yards as well. You, you know what I'm saying? And then also Michelle have a, a thousand yard rushing season with James White taking a lot of snaps from him. It, It's going to be crazy to see. And I know most of these guys are, unself- all these guys are selfish except Antonio Brown. So that's, that's the only difference, um, you know. Randy Moss was a smart guy, um, IQ wise, and everything like that, and he understood what you know. He he know what it takes. So does Antonio Brown click? You know, does, does he? Does that click? That's what that's all I'm looking for.
1: Yeah, he'll he'll be fine.
2: Um, so let's go to the the actual Super Bowl champions, to the off season Super Bowl crown champions, the Cleveland Browns, and what they showed against the Tennessee Titans um, for the first half, you know, was okay. You know, the offense, you know, they, they got the ball into their playmakers' hands. Odell Beckham and Landry didn't come off the field at all. Um, and they were, they were, they, they was they, after the first drive, they were right down the field, but Tennessee set, settled in and got right defensively. And, you know, and Brown struggled a little bit. The offensive line can't stay upright, can't keep Baker upfield, uh, upright, even though he hold on to the ball too long. Um, you know, can't wait to get the safety. Uh, you know, a lot of guys making plays. You know, but my whole thing about the Browns outside the offensive line was the defense, and the Titans' defense put the offense in good situations, of course, which made you know made it harder for that defense to to you know, I guess put put their cleats in the in the ground. But still, you know, they made Mariota look like he was a good quarterback. Uh, he had like three, four touchdowns on thirteen completions. They made Derrick Henry act like he was a receiving back. Um, he never cast the ball. Of course, he gets the one ball and goes seventy-five yards uh that's
1: just man they threw the ball two yards come just, on man throw the ball two yards run for and, exactly not, <laughs> and,
2: and you know this, this brown defense they was very undisciplined the Offensive line was undisciplined you know got guys kicking guys in the head and that's you know that's the reason why you know I, I mentioned the browns browns just don't they don't know how to win i don't know how we go two years ago they was the worst team in the league to now you know we're a playoff super bowl contenders so you know, and and you know, losing they, they will get it right. I know they will, but you know, after a show like that, I'm glad that it happened week one because they could turn this season around, right? And then they can, you know, use this as a as a learning lesson and, and get to the playoffs. Or the Browns gonna brown and be eight and eight, nine and seven, like they probably would have been regardless, you know, anyway. So you know, it it could be it could be a two-way street here, but I'm glad it happened week one and let's see if they learn from it.
1: I think the Browns will be fine because the game really wasn't – the score looks worse than what it really is because the first half was close. A lot of the drives the the Browns had resulted in a a penalty at the most inopportune time. So now you're getting taken out of field goal range. You're getting taken out of a potential touchdown situation. So you can't go get 17, 18 penalties for that many yards. I mean, that's just going to do you in every time. And then a lot of the penalties were just boneheaded penalties. Like, you know, the holding stuff or the unsportsmanlike conducts. And they, they tried to lay Mariota out late on the play. Like, what are you doing? Like, just play disciplined football. So, uh, I think they had the Jets next week. They should have bounced back with that win. Um, but overall, just the team has to just maintain some form of composure And I guess they really don't have that because you have so many young guys. You got a Baker who's a fiery guy, Odell who's a fiery guy, like Landry who looks composed on the field. He's a fiery guy. Miles Garrett, like you just got a bunch of fiery personalities that who also don't have the right person. (laughs) Yeah. So if you don't have a like, it'll never happen. But if Mike Tomlin was coaching this team, they'll be fine. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So somebody, somebody who can, somebody who can, who can harness all that energy to the right time. So, but Freddie Kitchen, he has his work cut out for him. Um, I still have Browns in the playoffs. I am not gonna bail on them because that they have too much talent for it not to work. They just need to get more discipline. Like you got to start, you got to implement something. You get a you get a penalty, five hundred dollars fine, thousand dollars fine. You got to implement something where y'all be like, oh, man, this cost me my check. I got to get it together. So. I mean, because they're running laps and stuff, you know, people hate that. But at the same time, when you hit guys in the pocket, they'll, <laughs> they'll help out. So, I'll just say implement some type of, uh, some type of pool in the locker room. Like, hey, if you get a fine, it goes in the bucket, and we'll do something with the money later on. But they got to get disciplined, cut down the penalties, and they'll be good. That's all they really were missing the game because they played well. Baker's turnovers were in garbage time. Only thing I didn't like was he took a stupid sack from Cameron Wake. Like, get rid of the ball faster, man. That's what you did at Oklahoma. You got rid of the ball fast. Well, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. They're trying to push the
2: ball, you know, and they had a lot of players, but they're getting the ball to the clinic. It's really fast on a lot of screens and, and stuff of that nature. But other times, they're trying to push the ball, you know. It, it's nothing wrong with the little five out routes and a little quick slants and stuff like that. It, it, Freddie Kitchen could get it together, but I, I, I said on the AFC North podcast about this, this coaching staff, and I don't trust it. So, uh, and like you said, and you, you made a great point. If they have uh, somebody uh, who who can lead the ship, Mike Tomlin, the John Harbaugh, the Pete Carroll's, that 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 those type of coaches will will make this team. And I can count on making the playoffs. But you know, there's no leader on this team. I don't. You know, they all like I say, all the leaders are young. So I don't really see any any anybody taking that taking that front for you. You gonna, You have to trust Baker Mayfield, who you know. Questionable pass, OBJ always in the media and all that stuff like that. So I mean, it it could go either way, um, but I definitely didn't like what what uh, what I saw as far as defensive defensively, defensively. Um, and that's just that's just mis- miscommunications and getting things right. Because um, you know, Titans, that's you know that's a solid defense, and you know, you still got to play Ravens twice. Um, you know, you know, and uh, other teams like that, and you can play better offenses than. Than Mariota, so
1: we'll we'll see. Yeah, Titan defense did look good. I won't totally discredit them. But they did make some good, so some good pass rushing things like that. But for the most part, Browns were kind of helping both sides of the ball out by backing themselves up with holding penalties or helping y'all move forward with pass interference or roughing the pass of penalties.
2: Yeah, from 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 that bad offensive line, of the Browns, as far as just. You know, kicking people in the head, that's just ridiculous. Uh, but, you know, all, all, all them holding calls, at least they're not – at least they don't get their quarterback hurt like Deshaun Watson. Uh, Monday Night Footballs, Texas Saints, you're talking about a great – and that was a great game, man. Like, that was one of the best games I've seen in a while, um, especially for a week one game. Um, it, it, it was very – it got it got off to a slow start. Uh, Texas looked like they was in control and they was going to win the game. Up, uh, what, 21-10 to 10 and quickly was – down four uh three points. So, um, Drew Brees got it together, Calvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. You, you know what they're going to give you. Um, I never was a big fan in, in the Saints defense. Um, I know people want to hype him up and, and say it's the best defense Brees had. Prop yeah, that's fine. The <laughs> defense never was good it, it, <laughs> without 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 bounty <laughs> Exactly. Game. So, so you th- you're talking about a team that's you know they, you know, like they are everybody want to give you a know, Marshall Marshall Lemon, man, D Hop didn't didn't have no problems besides him dropping passes on his own. Um, you know, I, I'm not really I'm not worried about that. The pass rush is really just Cameron Jordan. Uh I think, you know, even though Texas did get took took the took the lead later on, um I think I think uh H- Hendrickson was off on that one sack he got on third on third down that's caused Texas to punt and almost lose the game. But um, you know, that that game was pretty high emotional um game and this is probably one of the ones that actually went the Saints' way. Um, you know, Texas. I don't know what the what the hell they were doing on defense, but um, nonetheless, nonetheless, it was, it was a great game. But you know, Watson, man, he hit the ground too much, and that's 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 gonna be a reason why they don't make the playoffs if, if they don't because you know, can Watson he can't right. can he <laughs> stay up man. and and if
1: you don't be careful, he's gonna be Angela out the league soon. Yeah, you're right, man. Watson, he could be. Andrew Luck 2.0 because he's already entered that category of being banged up and injured all the time, even from college. You know, he had the clavicle and collarbone injuries, and I think he's had both ACLs repaired. And even last year with the lung issue, couldn't even take the the flights to the game. So, yeah, Luck Luck and Watson, they're kind of in that same category, man. Watson has to learn to get rid of the ball. Um, I like them bringing in Laramie Larry, uh, Tunsil, but that's not going to be enough. Somebody has to put it in Deshaun Watson's head. Do not try to extend every play. Sometimes you got to take the check down. Sometimes you got to throw out of bounds. You can't try to, oh, I'm going to shake and bake this guy. Like, oh, this, I, I got him, I got him. Now I'm trying to break a 15-yard run. Like, he's had a 20-yard touchdown run, but he almost hurt his lower back. So you know you you can't sacrifice the season of the team for one touchdown like that. You score, y'all need the points, but you know you can't sacrifice the season like that. So hopefully somebody can sit him down. Like, look, you got to get rid of the ball. You got to protect yourself. Just like we were saying about Baker, get rid of the ball faster, man. You can't take all these hits. It's not sustainable long term. And, and, and another thing is, uh, Watson takes too long to move in the pocket. He
2: he. He gets sacked by himself on his on his fault. Cause let, let's say the the cop the the pocket is collapsing, he runs to the, the defender and gets sacked. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I, I don't know, man. And maybe he ain't to watch some some Russell Wilson tape or something. Watching Tom Brady.
1: Brady give himself <laughs> up.
2: <laughs> exactly. Stop getting hit so much.
1: Uh, but the sacks look good, man. Uh, yeah, they, they did. It. And you know, Kamara and Michael Thomas, we we know what to expect from those guys. Like you said, we know what to expect from them. And then just um, people were saying, like, how the Texans played that prevent coverage. Well, they were going to lose the game, honestly, anyway, because they got bailed out with the extra point because the guy hit the freaking kicker. So it would have been 27 27. And Romeo Cornell, you know, he's, he's aggressive, but at times. So, you know, he took the conservative route. Right we well up by one point. So let's try to keep everything in front of us. They only have one timeout. But the thing about it is, when you have one of the five greatest QBs on the other side, oh, easy, easy connect, you get out of bounds, you clock it, and they use that timeout perfect. It went against them. Then you're inside a dome with Will Lutz, who has a pretty strong leg. I mean, he did miss one early in the game, so you know you kind of played the odds of we up by one, they only have one timeout, when would they use it? So I can't blame the Texans for that. They played it. They played it somewhat safe. But also, when you see the outcome, you judge it like, well, they, they played it bad because they gave up a seven-yard little easy route called timeout, and now they won the game. So, it, it, we always judge stuff off of the outcome. Like, if the Texans would have played aggressive and got be able to talk, it would be like, oh, they're done for that. So, you can't always judge about it. You got to just, look, we're up by one point. We're going to play it safe. Keep it in front of us.
2: Oh, yeah. But yeah, it, to me, my thing is, if you're going to play off, you need to be aggressive up front. And that's the blitz. So, you know, it just you know, it just it just how it is. And, and Texas is gonna learn from it. So, um, but you know, I think both of the, both of those teams I still think are pullback back teams. So, um, I'm hoping the Saints can lose week two and Texas go on too. two just to, just just to make sure my predictions be right.
1: Oh yeah, we we got Saints missing the playoffs and we don't think Texas win the division. So, we yeah, we need more losses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the game that should have tied. Yeah, man. I said it on Twitter, I was like, man. Out of all the games that end in a tie, this is the one nobody deserves to lose. Right. Um.
2: So yeah, that was the week one recap. Antonio Brown to the Patriots. That's something we're gonna to get to see you next week uh, versus the Miami Dolphins. Uh. Jeez.
1: <laughs> man. Um, they, well, 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 I need to see the over under, man. I'm going at least seventy for the Patriots.
2: All right. So what do you think? So if Ravens fifty nine, Dolphins ten. I think 65 the to, 65 to 7 is fine. I think that's that's good enough for the score.
1: Yeah cuz Fitzpatrick... We know he gonna have to he gonna have to throw it. So that's at least three
3: ints.
1: <laughs> you you add a you add an a b even without knowing the playbook. That's still probably four or five TDs for Brady, and you are gonna have to run the ball to eat the clock up at the end of the game. That's still two TDs for the RB. So <laughs> man, that's like fifty six points right there. <laughs> hey,
2: that's that's crazy, man. That's gonna be something to look for. Also, something to look for is that's contract. Um, the longer they wait, and the more good games he played, the,
1: the price, the price goes up. Up, up, <laughs>
2: up. <laughs> the price going up. So uh, that's week one. We'll be back next week. Who you uh, like for the game Thursday? Oh, for the thing game Thursday, good talk. Um, uh, Carolina probably going to win.
1: Yeah, I'm going I'm to go to safe route to and say Carolina. I think Cam will bounce back. Buccaneers don't have a stout defense, so Cam and McCaffrey they, they should have a pretty good showing.
2: And I think Jamie I, I think James to bounce back. Um, I just don't think they. Like you said, the defense is not gonna be enough. So um, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Cam Newton. He better bounce back. I gotta defense fancy man. He got he gotta give me some money, man. He tripping. <laughs> <laughs> Throw DJ more for me, Cam. <laughs> yeah, for real though. <laughs> That's preach, Cam Preach, with Rashad. We out.